right back where we started from. Hustle, scrape your guns, your shadow is a ton. Driving down the 101, California, here we come. Right back where we started from, California. Welcome to the OCDCDDCCD Mix 2, bitches. This is where we only talk about songs from the OC that ACDC covered. Yes. That they only played live in Washington, D.C. Uh-huh. And it's everybody's favorite music. I am your host, Mike. With me, as always, is my gal pal, Ryan. Hey, bud. It feels like it's been a minute. Yes, it has. But we're in here to do what we do best. Play music and try to sound smart while talking about music. And not start season two of The O.C. Not start yeah, season two. Keep that- it, at this point, it's, it's a fear-based thing, right? Uh, absolutely, yeah. We know there's only four seasons. We're only done one season, but we're already like, we're too far in. I don't want to leave my new friends yet. So it, It's like the first day of a four-day vacation at a really nice hotel. You know, mm-hmm. One season down, there's only three seasons left. I do this anytime I move. Instead of seeing my friends more, I just talk about how I'll see them because I'm so scared about what those final hanging outs are going to be. And when you say move, do you mean pack up all your shit and live in a new location or just yeah. move your body in any way whatsoever? Both. Both. You do that. The sweatiest I ever get is packing up. Mm. Is that is it scientifically proven why that happens? Yeah. It's why? because you're so nervous, right? That you're... Making I, a terrible life decision? I think it's because you're packing up all your shit and you know that truck is going off a bridge. Mm. And but only... I mean, I map quested that out for them. <laughs> I found the nearest bridge. And then once the map quest says drive off bridge, they have to do it. Yeah. Would that be that bad, though? And I, I, I know that it sucks to buy all new stuff. But all of our stuff sucks. Right. All of everyone's stuff sucks. And there's too much of it. And if it just went off a bridge, I don't mean to get too Tyler Durden-y here, but is there anything you'd really miss? Well, if you say it a little nicer, as is going off the bridge, say thank you. So it's Tyler Durden meets Marie Kondo. And that's 2019, baby. That's like how you deal with your poops before you flush. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you. You no longer spark joy for a while. You're sparking something. But that's the thing, though, is that I know Marie Kondo loves poop and specifically her own poop. Mm-hmm. So she keeps she all of it? it? Yeah, in very neatly organized boxes. Because it sparks joy. Labeled. Sparks joy. And then she uses it as fertilizer, and it sparks grass. I don't know what that word means. You ever realize halfway through talking, you're like, is this one of those words that could do anything? Joy? Sparks. Sparks. I've never felt joy, uh-huh. but I think sparks is every verb. That first thing is something that I agree with. Like That's the case with me, and I don't think we should talk about that right now. Is that too real for the show? Yeah, we should get away from that. But as far as sparks go, yeah, I don't think I've ever felt sparks before. I've felt sparklers when you hold them for too long and it burns your fingies. Yeah. Plus, we have that thing where sparklers are only worth it if you light them and then put them in each other's ears. Yeah. Which the crowd lo- always loves. Right. The crowd gets a huge kick out of it. And every time we're going to – you say, see how much earwax we drain out. That's not right. That's not the same instrument. No, it's not. It's always none. Unless you're me, these ears just be dripping wax all the time. That is a weird, like, sexual energy that you have. Like, mm-hmm. it's hard for you – like, your pheromones don't work with, like – uh, being handsome or getting boners, but the amount of drippy earwax that you have at almost all times. Yeah, it's it's pheromone is like an air based scent thing. Mine is so thick it's solid. It's I'll, I'll see you like scratch one side of your face, and that'll just trigger the other ear on the other side, just everywhere. It's crazy for how flaky every part of my skin is that I'm still standing here in front of you that I haven't just dissolved away like Thanos snapped me. And, and so, th- I mean, that does, like, sum something up, though. When I do say that, like, Mike is a flaky friend, what I mean is that, like, you're impossible to rely on. Right. You are I'm, never there for me. I've never made an appointment that I've kept. Right. My doctor is hounding me. 
the truck guys are like, we were supposed to drive this off a bridge. What's going on? All of your doctors, but mostly your ear doctor. Yeah. Who really needs to see you. It's, this is not normal, Mike. You're, uh, you're also a poet when you're not being a podcast. Thank you. And so go see your show, Wax Poetic, where you will read poetry as wax just flies out of your ears. And most of it's about that wax. Most of it's hand-painted, a la the caveman. Where does wax rank, though, as far as, like, gross stuff inside your body? Like, three. if you stuck your finger in something and it turned out to be my earwax uh-huh. as opposed to any of the other stuff, are you, are you glad that it's not the other stuff or are you still grossed out? I think it is three because poop is number one bad. Sure. Then well, poop is number two. Okay. So vomit, number one. Poop, number two. Jism? Jism? I've touched jism. <laughs> so, like, it doesn't really gross me out. Like, it's designed to be eaten. Mm-hmm. If you look at the documentaries I watch. So... Whatever, a little bit of jizz on my pinky, that doesn't bother me. More than earwax, that's fucking disgusting. And it's yellow or brown sometimes, and it smells way worse than you think it would. That's Never a, smell your earwax. That's the craziest thing about it is that our jism, me and your jism, um, they both, like, it looks and tastes the same. But with earwax, you could be a actual waxy person. Yeah. Like, it's all waxy, or it's just flakes that come out. And what the fuck's going on there? I think it's sort of like if you can roll your tongue. Oh, it's a DNA base? I think so, yeah. What does it say when you have both? <laughs> that you need to go to the ear I doctor. I should go to the ear doctor. The problem is you, uh, you don't want to pay for the eye and nose. No. Nose and throat? Nose and throat, yeah. So until you find an ear only, then ear you're not going to go. Ear only. And you can just go, what? The whole time, and they love it. <laughs> they do. They really do. But doctors have senses of humor, too. Also, those doctors are proven to be morons because they think that Q-tips should not be jammed in. Until you uh, fall on the ground orgasming. What the fuck is a Q-tip for then? The outside and inner ring of your ear. Where there's no blood? No, <laughs> sir. You jam that in until you find the hidden ear blood. The source of all your ear problems. If you didn't jam it all the way in, how would you get that blood out? Like, there's obviously so much blood it's in there. It's stuck in there. You douse that with hydrogen peroxide. Uh-huh. You see new colors. Also, the hydrogen peroxide gives you a nice, like, sort of blonde ear hair, which is cool. You oh, know? we live in California, and you gotta rock... Hair blonde everywhere. At least frost the tips. Frost the tips. It tips your ear hair. Tips your pube hair. Just everywhere frosty. Look like Guy Fieri from head to toe. Your toe knuckle hair. Not that, wait, you want each hair to look like its own individual Guy Fieri? Yeah, I go to the nail salon and make them paint his face on each hair. Wow. They're artisans. Lord's work. They are doing the Lord's work. Aren't they? And I don't. I I run out of there. I start to sweat because I know I have to move right away. I burn a new nail salon. Which is, uh, despite all of the Guy Fieri's all over your body, uh-huh. the amount of sweat is really how you're most like Guy Fieri, for sure. Oh, we're just, just sweaty, sweaty men, no matter what we're doing. Guy Fieri, it, it sounds like the name that like an alien would make up <laughs> if, he, if he landed and had it. It's definitely fake. Yeah. His name is like Louis Schlonenberg, but he's like, that's not the image I'm going for. I'm Guy Fieri. The guy does not know how to wear sunglasses. He certainly does not know how to name a name. He's, well, he... Growing up, he would always get really bad sunburns. He's a ruddy. He has a ruddy complexion. Sure. Uh, and so he's like, "Well, I'll protect my neck." <laughs> but the sunglasses back there, UV four hundred protection. Or is it one of those like uh, basket case or alien movies where you know there's like a head in your chest or whatever? Mm. Does he have eyes on the back of his head? Maybe. Is that where he does most of his thinking and all of his stinking? Yes, I understand what you said, and that's why I'm not responding and segueing to tonight. We are talking about the OC Mix Volume Two. This is the third in our series of OC Music. We had OC Mix Volume 1. We had my better rebuttal. 
and I were diving back into what the producers think you should listen to. Is that your big surprise for this time? Is that we're not going to do that again? Yeah, I don't. I don't. I actually do not. Big reveal. I don't have a rebuttal. It's it's okay. Yeah, they did an okay job. Plus, I mean, that's how things work, right? We did the first one. You came out strong. That's back when we were passionate about everything. Now, who gives a shit? Dude, Let's do this on. and be done. I would just play the same songs. Are Let's you excited for the OC Mix Volume 11 where it's all Spinal Tap covers? Yes. Yes, I am. You have to wait till the question's done before you answer. I, w- I did. This is how you get into all of the trouble. Is it? Yes. Do you want to play trouble? Yes. I should have waited for Blockus. Yeah. Or Sorry. Nobody likes to play trouble. I like to play trouble. With, With a the problematic bu- bubble? Wow. <laughs> right. I didn't I didn't have anything to say. I just didn't want you to talk. We're the Ryan story. We are gonna take a quick little break. When we come back, we're gonna jump right in to track one. Ooh, what could it be? Of the OC mix, volume two. Mike, you're playing all the instruments right now. You're doing such a good job. I'll start, Mike. Okay, this is, uh, that is uh, Johnny Stroke and the Hives. Uh-huh. And they're very good. Johnny Stroke and the Hives playing that famous White Stripes song. It's the Eels playing Saturday Morning. They let you know because they just say the song name for the first words they say. I More were, lyrics should do that. Were the Eels a big deal? To, in the world of this, for sure, because they also sing Love for the Loveless, which we talked about on my rebuttal. Uh, and it's the one where Ryan's stuck in the townhouse all day, and so he's like doing sit-ups and things. This is played during the Heights. It's the Sandy Ryan parallel episode. Right. Uh, and well, this is the one where it's the most obvious, even though right. they are all that. So this is uh, the montage of them both going through the same exact day is this song. I forgot about the Eels, and they got brought up recently in my life, in my head. That's uh, weird. Yeah, so read that newsletter. Um, because their uh, song of theirs was an integral part in Act 3 of the Julia Roberts show Homecoming. Really? And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this band. And I think this band has had a ton of different um, sounds. Uh-huh. And they, in Homecoming, the song sounds nothing like that. This is clearly their We Want to Be on the OC soundtrack sound. Like they know the era? Yes. They're perfect for every era they're in. And then uh, when I had first heard of them, it was classic mid-90s K-rock. And that's world famous. I'm allowed right. to bring it up. Music. It is world famous. Mm-hmm. From Japan to Antarctica. <laughs> they know K-rock. You're supposed to do A to Z. So from Antarctica to Japan. I'm sorry. You're welcome. Uh, the, the Eels, it's mostly one guy, which that makes sense to me that he plays everything. He like gets different people for every album. But he's started out the musician named E, and then he went, "That's dumb. I'll be eels," and we go from there. But like, the, he's a very good mimic. It's like if Weird Al tried to be a serious musician, he could do it. Oh, okay, that's that statement's fine. I just don't want you to tread lightly. Not right, parody. Weird Al is the best musician of our generation. Yes, he's in the Pop Filter Hall of Fame. But what I'm saying are the eels in the Pop Filter Hall of Fame, they Mike? Never will be. Okay, we're gonna say that right now. Until they've never given us anything close to a polka medley. Should we do that? Should we? Because it has to be unanimous, right? To get yeah. into the Hall of Fame. 
But should we do something where it has to be unanimous to let people know you will never you will be never. in the Pop Filter Hall of Fame? Okay. And it doesn't matter what show. So this is the easiest to get in and yeah. to tell never. Because there's only two of us. Because there's only two of us. Oh, wait. Hold on. Greg just texted me. Eels might be in the Hall of Fame. Oh, fuck. Yeah. You know how the Senate rules? Senate rules. You know how they rule? They're just like the best. Yeah. And they definitely they do the their best job keggers. all the time. Uh, how if you're not there during the vote, even if they didn't tell you the vote was there, suck it. Yeah. Uh, that's the best. We should. I love those rules. So who do you want? Who do you want to slip into the hot pop filter hall of fame right now? I thought you were about to say hot tub time machine because that's who <laughs> it is. Uh, so all we have to do is do it when Greg's asleep. So like yes. nine thirty on a weeknight. Oh, man, he goes to sleep so goddamn early. Are you ready to jump into our next song? Yes, but so far so good. I like the eels. Yeah, it's a good starter. Oh, and this is confusing to me. There are two mixes. That are all. It's like cities have multiple zip codes, but a zip code won't be part of two cities. Sure. So these are all from season one. No, all no. of mix one was season one. Mix two is season one and two. One and two, and then season seven of Taxi. Yes. Okay. The deep cut. Same producer. New EP came on. Hello, all right. This isn't an inherently sexy song. Not when they wrote it. But now. Also, us, the world, all thinks the line is Hello Summer because she takes her shirt off while this starts. It's Hello Sunshine. Anytime Seth sees Summer's boobs, and this goes yeah. through the entire series, all four seasons, this song plays. They're not known for their like their like bits or set pieces, but this is a perfect bit that they wrote. Play this every time he sees them, thinks about them. Sometimes you'll walk into the shower and he's humming it and you're like, oh, gross. What's crazy is just before you played that, I was thinking, I don't want to do this show. I want to think about Summer's Boobs. And then that song came on. Uh, they're a Welsh band, which you can't tell because everybody sings in the King's English, which mm -hmm. is what Americans speak. Uh, this is when they bone. So this is the first time you hear it. Uh, and it didn't go well, but not because of the song. It's a great song. Yeah, it's... Is it a great song or is it the attachment in my brain? Listen. It's the attachment in your brain. I don't need a random fucking piano ding-dong if you're not a blues song in the middle of any. Well, maybe one of the bands didn't get to the recording studio on time, and that was him <laughs> ringing the doorbell to get in. <laughs> Let me in. My sweet kazoo solo is about to happen. He's not there, but he knows what part of the song they're at. I thought that was what he called a member of the band. Let me in, my sweet kazoo. <laughs> <laughs> I need to record, and no. I love you. <laughs> I'm glad they changed their name to Super Furry Animals from Sweet Kazoo, because now we can go on tour with that name. And then everybody knows this song. Weird Al's Phantom Planet? Uh-huh. It's Rooney! To quote Luke, yeah, Rooney! This is the killer song that makes you go, oh, I know this. Oh, it's not It's not that one either? This is a song that uh, I hear, and I just want to stand in line for an hour to order three Mountain Dews. Because that's the Seth Cohen story? Yes. It is the killer's smile like you mean it, uh -huh. motherfucker. Uh, I think this is another one that shows up a couple times throughout, because Mountain Dew scene, as you said. It's also, we're getting hints at the bait shop. The Killers are one of the bands that play at the bait shop where the kids go to see new hip music all the time. And they play it live. Are you a big Killers guy? I mean, 
It depends on who you're asking. If you're asking um, Ryan, one of the foremost critics, music critics living today, mm -hmm. they're fine. If you're asking Ryan, one of the single greatest karaoke artists of all time, uh, yeah, they're one of the best bands. What makes the perfect karaoke? Why are the Killers so good for karaoke? I don't know. I've heard a lot of jokes about uh, them and their relation, or white people and their relation to the Killers. Mm -hmm. And I guess back in my day, it was Weezer. Okay. Um, and I think it's a couple things. One, just very sing-songy, very sing-alongable too. This is not a good example. Maybe not. But we don't karaoke smile like you mean it. The other thing too, though, is that this guy's range uh -huh. is w in a bad, and not that I'm a bad singer. <laughs> like I said, I'm the best. Uh, but if you have a very limited range, you can still knock out almost any killer song. And he, where like as opposed to like what people usually pick, which is like Queen, right? Which nobody but the one guy who sang as Queen, Mr. Queen, can no, do it. I thought the one guy, me. Yeah, I guess also Freddie Mercury. Yeah, but you're yes. the two people in history who could sing Queen songs in range. Uh, but the killers, he belts like they're not the crash test dummies. Like he has a range, and he belts for Brendan Flowers, so it makes it feel like you can belt too. It is a great boon. But it also seems like you're describing Panic at the Disco, who can sing even better. Another band from that era, and I would say, and another band from Vegas. What's, what's Vegas doing? They are a worse karaoke band. I'm not sure why. They're just more boring. And leave me alone about it. Panic is? You yeah. think Panic at the Disco is more boring than the Killers? Yeah, that is interesting. Because I've never heard that opinion before. <laughs> uh, most people would disagree because throughout their career, Panic has done more musically. Well, the w half a song that I heard from Panic at the Disco, uh huh, didn't like it. That was "Misery Business" by Paramore. Oh, but I love which Paramore. is a great fucking song. So I'm sorry to besmirch their name. Ms. Biz. Ms. Biz. I listened to it to this morning. I would much rather talk about Paramore right now than the Killers. Talk about this era, the. The killer's first big single, uh, somebody, not somebody I used to know. Somebody told me? Somebody told me is way more strokesy Johnny Hive than what the rest of their stuff would be. Everybody just knew, like, grow her hair long, play bad grunge, mumble a lot more. And eventually the guy was like, I'm a little theatrical. I don't want to do this. I think that's a lot of it, too, is that there became a trend. And I wouldn't say it was overwhelming. It didn't sweep the entire genre mm -hmm. of rock like uh, the strokey hives. Um, but there was a subgenre of that era that is just, you're just on Broadway, yeah. man. Just like pretend you're a pop punk band on Broadway and <sighs> sing. I love that. We, so what do you, the first three songs, your entree into a mix, how are we feeling? Well, I'm not sure right now because I definitely like it more than volume one because I was confused. Like those felt like uh, more obscure songs. Uh huh. And maybe it's because, um, like they they started they did this more as a mixtape, less chronological, right? And they put like they front loaded this, which I think is a good idea for a mixtape, uh, or maybe volume two, um, they just got their shit together and figured out how to put songs on. But these or are way money. more recognizable, way more recognizable. I mean, three Rooney songs right off the bat—that's insane. Rooney's the biggest band in the world if you live in Newport Beach, so it makes a lot of sense. We're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna be talking about tracks four, five. You have no idea what's coming after that. The eight. Hey, I'm Ryan. This is Mike. Mike, you're here. Mike is here. This is Ryan. Okay, so we're going to do commercials real quick. Starting with our money maker. Our money maker. Do you know what that is when I say it? Of course. No, no, no. Talk normal, bud, please. Right now, just, just right now. If you just talk normal, I will give you a juice box as soon as these ads are done. What play? I mean... 
There is no good flavor of Capri Sun. So you can have your pick. Which one turns me into Alex Mack? I think that is Fruit Punch. If do you we want to thought do... she was cute when we were her age, is it weird to still think she was cute? If Fruit Punch or Alex Mack, Al- Alec Mack, Alex Max. I'd like that Mac. Okay. High five? Uh, if they, no, not at all. If either one of those was a Patreon tier, what would be the thing that you would talk about now? Patreon.com slash filter at three and a half dollars would get you all the nudes, 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 and I mean ramen. We will make ramen and send it to you, you, you for three and a half dollars at filter Patreon.com slash yearpopfilter. Understand that whatever you say right now is legally true. So I'm when fine. somebody joins a three and a half dollar tier, you're going to send them nude ramen? Nude ramen. No broth, all and noodles. What does nudity have to do with ramen? It's nudes, 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 N-O-O-D-S, N-O-O-D-S, N-O-O-D-S. Okay, so some of us shorten nudity to nudes. You shorten noodles to nudes. What's nudity? <laughs> nudity is what I'm showing you right now. Gross. Okay. Don't like my nipples? Not a fan? I hate the male and the female nipple. Okay, so now I want you to just do this one straight and not bring up Alex Mack. Are you ready? Okay, we have an Amazon channel. You could buy for ten ninety five or rent for four ninety five. Ten things I hate about you, starring one Alex Mack. Okay, her name is Larissa Olenek, and she's an actress who does many many things. Clarissa McLeanick. Nope. You don't have to just add a mick to everything, so you find it hot. She's what is your Irish. thing with Irish people? I love the Irish. I don't know why I love redheads. Something about friends. You say Irish, I say Irish. Oh, that's racist. Yourpopfilter.com slash Amazon is how you can get 10 things I hate about you for cheaper. You walk around town saying, I'm going to fuck the potato out of that girl, but I'm racist. All girls have potatoes up their butts. Okay. My mom taught me. And then the other thing, Mike, is that uh, we have a full, full channel of podcasts. Sort of butt with potato in it. All right. Settle down on your Irish love. I wish I was a little bit taller is what you're about to say. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl who looked good with potatoes. Yes. No girls look good with potatoes. That's a lie. All girls look good. Girls, carry some potatoes with you wherever Irish, you go. all rabbits wear hats. A rabbit in a hat is a leprechaun. True story. Mike, our Monday podcast is... Movie of the year where Greg leads you and I in a head-to-head heated battle. Who could be his best friend while we battle for who wins the best movie of the year? Well, Greg invites two guests. It yes. might be as it might not who be. Who could it be? Uh, our Tuesday is... Once a month, because he's lazy, the first Tuesday of the month is Taylor Talking Taylor, where Taylor talks about Taylors. Have you heard of Thursdays? I've heard of them. The first two letters of Thursday are TH. Throw an E on there. What show do we do? The. Give me a the. (laughs) The. OCD, where you and me talk about the OC. I I love how, like, nobody cares that we have a show called OCD about... uh, OC, but we are hardcore pimping the tonight. We love the. That is the best word in the English language. And then Fridays, have you heard of? What's up there? Thank you, Mike, for your help. You're welcome for my help. You were actually a negative on this segment, but commercials are done. And let's get back to the show. You're Irish. Now, Ryan, this next track... It's Rooney! I like to call track four. Might be my favorite Rooney song that's ever been on the OC. Because I am who I am. I grew up how I grew up in the era that I grew up in. 
It goes a little something. It definitely sounds like I sound when I'm learning to play and a guitar. When I see you, I really see you upside down. You need more time to figure out who it is? But have it in my brain knows better. Does it have anything to do with Colin Oberst? No. Good guess. It's Is so that close. way off? No, no, no. Same, same era. For a long time, both guys were, were a band, but it's really because they didn't want to be Connor Oberst, so he was Bright Eyes, and Ben Gibbard, so he was Death Cat for Cutie. There's always been other dudes there, but it was so, obviously, the Ben Gibbard show for so long. And this song, particularly. You can hear it. So it's Bright Eyes. No. It's Rooney. It's the Rooney Show. Rooney's spinoff. They call themselves the Rooney Show. Wait, was Ben Gibbard and Colin Oberst uh-huh. ever in a band together? No. Colin Oberst was in a band called the Monsters of Folk, but Ben Gibbard was not in that band. That was Connor, Andrew Bird, and two other guys. Maybe Ben Gibbard. No, he wasn't there. Just playing. Two other folks? Uh, but this is from Transatlanticism, their best like nut to butt album with the crow with thread all over it. It's so good. Uh, yeah, I don't give a shit about Death Cab, but if I may, um, almost the entire song was played. Yeah. And I particularly remember right now Sandy and Kiki sitting by the pool. Yeah, this is one of those songs that plays through every character interaction. This is in the Goodbye Girl, our most talked about episode ever, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, and this starts when Seth is talking to Anna about leaving and jumps to. Sandy and Kiki by the pool, and then Ryan and Teresa for the thousandth time, maybe the first of thousand, talking whether or not he's going to move back to Corona and all of that. That was the conversa- That was one of the many conversations they had uh, that was very dramatic while having sex without a condom. <sighs> so good. Good job, guys. How did they get pregnant? Ben Gibbard, that's how. You know, Teresa, it doesn't always have to be, be chi yes. It can be chi no every once in a while. <laughs> she's from where she's from in so many ways. Education's not great there. Right. We're gonna we're gonna take so this is a little dreary. This isn't your vibe necessarily. But I think I know what you want, Ryan, and I think the OC mix volume two also knows what you want. Yeah, get us out of death cab. Is this death lift? This is death. Oh, L Y F T, not like British elevator. Make me lose my buttons. Oh yeah, you make me spit. I don't like my clothes anymore. It's so hard because they all I can see each of these songs starting some OC montage. So I am to believe that this is not Rooney. This is not Rooney. At no point are they shushu shaking. Actually, based on his voice, is it Crooney? This band came out around the same time as the Strokes and Johnny and the Hives, but had a different thing going on because of the voice mostly. And I can't even remember their big single, but they've lasted longer than all those bands. Never hit like, never shown as bright, but have just maintained. It's Interpol. Okay, yeah. It's This song is called Specialist, which is a B-side. It's not like on any real album. This is when Ryan goes to see Teresa and a maid is vacuuming the room at midnight, a thing no maid has ever done in her life. Well, when do you think maids get their job done? In the morning, when you're trying to hungover sleep. There's hundreds of rooms to do. That Oh, at the Mermaid Motel, there's hundreds of rooms. There's not the seven that every character stays in. And also, why did she have legs? If she's going to be a mermaid, 
She'd be slopping around those fins everywhere. Well, that's hard for vacuuming. So she sold her voice to Ursula, which is why Ryan can't talk to her. I see. Or what if Ursula let her keep her voice, but it was only in the sound of a vacuum? <laughs> so she's trying to say it I might go you. a little Just something like this. <laughs> what vacuum do I you fix buy? My vacuum? Do you think maybe? Um. Yeah. That that that's okay. <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, Interpol is yeah one of those bands that like uh I think got famous just as I was moving out of the genre. Uh-huh. Like a lot of these bands When you are. stopped listening to the world-famous K-Rock? Uh, yes. And uh, so I don't know a ton about them, although I've heard the name a bunch. Are they Muse? They might be Muse. Is no, Muse? Muse is, talk about karaoke. It's bananas. We've never done Muse. Uh, they are so operatic and bombastic. And they do the thing where it's like whispery to shrieky to suddenly a thousand people are in the band and singing at the same time. The reason is is that uh, you're like, well, what should we karaoke? And I'm like, music. And you think I say muse, ick. Yes. And so I don't want to actually do it. But I just always put on Madonna's music, which <laughs> is gross. Yeah, it's her that's, worst song. That's ick. Ick to the extreme. Man. It's going to be so easy to parody songs from the other side. Listen to all of them. Now, we have not heard this yet. It's a season two track. Oh, I thought you meant on the album. That's true, too. But you could have lied to me and say we've heard it, because this sounds like a lot of the stuff that's on OC Mix Volume 1. It really does. Um, Do you want to pick a storyline? From OC Season 2, where you think this takes place? Yes. Like where Ryan falls in love with a velociraptor and then finds out that it's Kirsten's mother? Yeah, that's weird. Uh-huh. But this does emotionally speak right. to that exact moment. Do you think the Runaways and OC are a shared universe and that's why the velociraptor is there both times? Yes. This is Ryan, and this is Teresa, and he's in Chino looking wistfully, thinking about... Newport Beach was so much better than Chino. Maybe I've got me all wrong. Dios malos. We're going to talk about this later, but I love those scenes because Teresa's like, you're not happy here. And Ryan's like, what? No. No, no, no. I'm I'm (laughs) happily looking out the window, imagining my former life that I hated so much. (laughs) That's that's what that smile means. You know Ryan's don't smile. All right, next, here's a little song about one of my favorite places in the world. Orange County? California. Oh, Epcot Center. Epcot! 'Cause think he said it or the backup singers maybe at one point said didgeridoo doo doo. And there was no didgeridoo played. You're just ripping things from other things. Alright, so which Rooney song is this? This is the Rooney, aka the Thrills, Big Sur. Big Sur is one of your favorite places. I love Big Sur. It's okay. a great it's the mountains are there right into the coast. The the hacky thing people say about California is you can surf and snowboard on the same day. You want to be stuck in traffic all day? Like, that's a, not a good day. And you'll be very tired from all of it. Well, I, I surf and snowboard traffic, so it's fine with me. I, I'm extreme like that. You're very cool. Uh, but Big Sur sucks. The only Big Sur that I want to be dealing with is uh, the giant millionaire that I am a uh, butler to. 
the biggest of sirs, mm-hmm. Mr. Big <laughs> Sir. Uh, this is from The Rivals. This Hold is on. I think it's important to note, though, that I did not come with that Big Sir joke prepped. Like, I actually did just make that up on the spot. No, I think now's the perfect time, because we forgot to do in the intro, to say, I've listened to this mix a bunch, and this is your first listen-through. Yeah. That's our way. But, like, I don't... It's not like I have a list of Big Sur jokes ready in case they come up in any given Well, you know how much I podcast. like to go camping there, so you, I do believe you've been writing. I just think that a lot of people are laughing really hard at that Big Sur thing, and then sort of rolling their eyes, like, okay, it was funny, but, like, clearly that was prefab. That was not prefab. But also, fuck you for rolling your eyes. Do you go to stand-up shows? and you laugh and then roll your eyes and go that he made that he wrote that before what you should be doing is going to stand-up shows and saying this is not about big sir this is not about ryan <laughs> this is not my beautiful wife <laughs> is that what that song's about uh-huh. about you about me and big sir uh so this is the scene when ryan's playing pool at high school like you do and oliver comes up and badgers him till he gets the shit kicked out of him it's not a fighty song, but it's a good background song. But that does make sense because uh, Newport Harbor uh-huh. is one-to-one uh, pool tables. Every student has their own pool table, and Oliver went up to Ryan's specific pool table. Oliver, right. you have your own pool table. You Go hang out over there. Stay in your own. Yeah. I don't care if it's by the water polo table where the horses are playing with those balls. All right. Do, do we have the time to get into what you think water polo is? It's played on a table with wet horse balls? Yeah, you get wet horse balls, you throw them on the table, who can make the biggest streak? Rich kids are mean. So all the kids, that ki- all the jocks that kicked your ass in high school that played water polo, you thought that they were kicking your ass in between practice. Yes. And when they went to practice, they would go to a table that was full of wet horse balls and throw them at each other. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit of dodgeball. It's a little bit of... Uh, rock and roll. Rock and roll. A whole... A lot of shuffleboard <laughs> and a whole lot of wet horse balls, which is why when they'd hit me, I'd go, ew, 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 which really confused them. But now they had dirty ball hands. I thought so. That were punching you in the face. I thought so. You if they were an animal that's not disgusting, I'd be fine with it. But horses are gross. Horses are God's mistake. <laughs> that's why they're glue. They're good for nothing but glue. I'm putting my flag in that stance right now. Hey, you know what, God? How about just make glue? What's with the middleman of creating horses so we can have glue? We're gonna we're gonna take a quick break while we scream at God, and we come back the next bunch of tracks. Mike and Ryan are here to tell you all the ways you can get in touch with us. Ryan, how would you do that? Oh man, I feel like that it would be rude of me to interrupt your whole thing that you have going right now. Well, whole thing. You don't you don't hear how you sound different. Like you, you sound like that, like a goat who is like halfway in between goat and human, and you just got a radio show. Like some sort of Jim Brewer. Oh man, do you remember Jim Brewer? Jenny McCarthy. What? Uh, that guy that we're talking about is my favorite person named that since they turned sweat socks from a workout place into a beer. I don't like any of that. Contact at yourpopfilter.com. No, no, stop! I'm supposed to do this. Uh, Contact at yourpopfilter.com. That's how you email us. What was the other thing? I, Jim Brewer? Oh, all right. You can give us a call. You can call a robot associate. What's that? One. What's a robot associate? Yes. It's a secretary who is made of gears and whistles. All sorts of gears and whistles? How yeah. do, what does it run on? Uh, electricity and love. I like steam and hate. <laughs> well, that's how the Nazis ran their tanks. Do you want a Nazi tank? Is that steampunk? The Nazis were pretty punk rock. Nobody talks about that enough. And steampunks don't talk about the fact that they're always just singing Nazi songs. Look at their stupid facial hair. They love the Nazis. 
Wait, hold on. Steampunk is the thing where you just put goggles on your face, but it has nothing to do with music? It's all about goggles and music. Are there steampunk bands? They're swimming. Is there steampunk rock? I tried to make that, and people just threw things at me. I feel like uh, a steampunk rock would be like a boulder with goggles on it. Steampunk rock. Is that a Ramon song? Basically, yes. You just wrote a Ramon song. It's bad music. You have the least amount of musical talent than anybody I have ever met, and you just wrote a Ramon song. Thank But, you know, uh, the Ramones of the day. If you don't have Ramones of the day to you, if you don't have time. Hold on, shut up. The Ramones of the day to you. Uh-huh. If you don't have a, hold on, stop. The Ramones of the day to you. If you don't have time to email or call us, if you had, I don't know, 140 to 200k carats or less, how would you do that? So you're like a businessman or woman on the go. Ryan, I'm not a businessman. You drive your Mercedes briefcase from court to court saying business all day. A business all day to you. <laughs> and a Ramon song to you. What was the other thing? Twitters. Uh-huh. That's the thing we're saying to each other as a greeting? So, uh, Twitters to you? Twitters to you. <laughs> okay, so like we're on Twitter. We're going to do 140 characters. Twitter's back, baby. And Facebook is gone. Facebook dead, baby. We officially are not promoting our Facebook anymore, it's right? It's there. It happens sometimes. We don't use it. Are you down with oh, being so against Facebook that we start a pop culture MySpace? Yes. Seenster Kids as MySpaces. Who's in our top eight? And follow-up question, does Paul F. Tompkins have eight MySpaces where he can be our entire top eight? Your top eight is Paul F. Tompkins. Paul F. Tompkins Flan Club. Paul F. Tompkins Fam Club for real. Unnatural 20s. Greg, because he'd be butthurt if it wasn't. The Paul F. Saints. Tompkins, another thing. And of course... All of the Boondock Saints. Every single goddamn one of them. Best basketball players in New York City. At your pop filter on tweets. Is that everything? I think that's everything. Okay. So you did a bad job. For Ryan, I'm Ryan. Back to the show. And a good Ramon's for you. Wait, that wasn't even it. Ryan? Yeah. Your next Rooney song begins now. Begins thusly? That's using the English language, right? Some energy, motherfucker! this i don't know who this is yet um but i'm gonna say sight unseen uh, and i don't know if you have this like if that is uh my chemical romance then i love it but if it's uh-huh. panic at the disco i hate it right you know i don't care about what the song i just care about like what i sound like when i talk about the artist um but the i would package s- with it i would say that this so far is the most ryan song on the soundtrack is that just because of the jaggedy guitars yeah and i i like the voice i mean it's not like Ooh. Yeah, because I feel like if uh, the lead singer, my music is like if the lead singer of the darkness was on the Sex Pistols. Uh-huh. And so far, your song, would it be the Death Cab song? What's the most Mikey song so far? Yeah, for sure. Because they are a Mike band. I own them. They pay me tithes. That's why they always say, brought to you by Mike. Yeah. Some dude we At met one time. every song. <laughs> they try to mix it real low, but 
If you crank it right, you can hear it. I love this song. I love the fact that we have some energy. I don't know who it is. It's probably like some Christian band or some uh, band that hates other races besides white. Well, ah, they're shit. called the Walkmen. And okay. this song is called The Little House of Savages. So maybe I don't know how they feel about indigenous peoples. Is the Walkman like, is that closer to Zach Braff than Josh Schwartz? Is the Walkman the shins? The Walkman might be the shins or the where memes. everything Josh Schwartz is Rooney. <laughs> We're making up new languages here. Uh, I don't, they're a band that I've always heard the name of, but I'm, I've never gotten into. But I, I like them. They, I see the bridges between them and the slower songs Josh Schwartz likes. Because I do think that voice is similar. Mm-hmm. It's just like, what if we played like we enjoyed ourselves? Yeah, and the OC music energy isn't energy. Mm-hmm. It's a different sort of thing. It's sort of like a uh, uh, emo, unironic thing as opposed uh-huh. to like volume and drums. And emo-ish. It's always emo that could be on the radio, but this band never got big. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's because it's very hard to do a song that can work in the foreground and background. Right. And that is what, more than anything they need, it's that. We watched that featurette with the uh, person in charge of the music, Mm -hmm. and she sounded smart, right? And she sounds like she cares a lot about her job. And I hear what you're saying. I wonder if we were to just switch all the songs, all the background songs became foreground. Right. Would we notice, like, do they just have one type of song? And it's not just all the things that we were describing before about a Schwartzy song, Uh but also that... They, on purpose or on accident, serve both roles at all times, right. and they just crank the volume of the song or the dialogue up over it. Yeah, it's the music is never overly obtrusive unless it's supposed to be like the Beastie Boys or Haley's Cool Party, and the lyrics are always background. The, the voice is another instrument versus like, oh, I got to pay attention, right? which is... If, unless it's a du- like I, I love Death Cab because of their lyrics, and I think that was one of the montages where there's no dialogue, so you can actually listen to the song the whole time. L- let me ask you a Death Cab question that you probably can't answer anymore. Do you think that if you just found out about Death Cab, mm. you would still like their lyrics, or do you think that you heard them at such an age where? It really did sound like poetry and not cheesy, overwritten bullshit. Right. Well, it's but why? So maybe not overwritten. Why I like Death Cab and the song that we played earlier. The first line is, "When I see you, I really see you upside down." I think there's something very poetic by just saying how a normal thing works, but it's not how we talk about it normally. And it's not flowery that it's like, "Oh man, that's very good." Versus later Death Cab. I think leans into that. That's uh, when soul meets body, and it's the heaven and hell decide that they're both satisfied. The vacancy signs, and it's like uh, heaven and hell are hotels. That is dumb bullshit. I I bailed on Death Cab at a certain point. Was it like realizing that they have a reputation and they're famous, and then Mm-mm. trying too hard? Oh, what broke them? Yeah, like Ma- when they started saying like, "Oh, they like Death Cab." I guess we'll do double Death Cab. <laughs> double de- I, or you've made eight albums already what the fuck else is there left to do so you just keep going there's a lot of bands like that like we think that bands are all like their first album is just the first one that we hear uh-huh but if it if the first one that we hear is your eighth um just re-release the third just yeah. say it's new such a small percentage of people are gonna notice i would just do that or i mean if you do a re-release new fans will hop on and the old fan like remastered or whatever yeah no matter what that's a good idea or just uh switch the references like instead of pitbull now you're singing about uh lil 
Do you think Deathcap sings about Pitbull? <laughs> Deathcap mostly just sings about the rappers of the day. Most of Pitbull's raps, I am to believe, are about Deathcap. It's only fair they return the favor. Pitbull mostly, I think he used to be a tour guide. Most of his raps are about what cities he's been to recently <laughs> and what the hotels are like. Uh, I mean, we all love it's. That's I love Lamp Theory, right? Yes. We all love the artist who sits in a room and just looks around. For Pitbull, it's just out the window and writes it down on paper. And when you rap in Pitbull's style, it's very easy to just go, Tokyo, L.A., Alabama, everybody goes, Arkansas. So you're saying, or Pitbull is saying, excuse me, that anytime he is in an in front of an audience in Tokyo uh-huh. or Alabama, <laughs> he wants everybody to scream Arkansas yeah. at the top of their lungs. Arkansas is the Lenny Bernstein of <laughs> this generation. In so many ways. Right. But a, a pitball audience is so into the show. They're not even thinking. Like, pitball says jump. We say Miami. Miami. Jump Miami. Jump Miami. My favorite Miami anthem. Mm. Suck it, Will Smith fans. I stand pitball. Do you really think that that's, like, a, a controversial thing to go against We're going to get Smith? one milk toasty worded letter. Uh, Ryan, we are eight tracks in. Yes. Which is a halfway point. Uh huh. And producer Dave looks like he's choking on a grapeseed. Right. So I think we should wrap it up. Grapeseed, that buys us like eight minutes before we have to run over there. Yeah. So we're going to wrap this up and take the extra four minutes to like wonder if we should take him to urgent care. Right. Try to look up the government mandated CPR. Look up the song to best CPR to. It's a. Uh no, not it's Bee Gees. It's but that's hacky. Can't we do something a little more underground? And do you know how pissed producer Dave would be if we saved him in a hacky way? So what do you think? So it's like ah, 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 staying alive. So the the beat is mm, 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 so it's so what what's at that tempo? What could we do? Muse Pitbull. Oh, Death Cab in Miami. Every, I listen to Death Cab in Miami. Yeah, I think we got to find the best Pitbull song to save Dave's life too. And we only have four minutes. We only have four minutes. And less now. Because I think we ate up some of our eight minutes talking about it. And then we're going to eat up some picking that perfect Pitbull song. Also, producer Dave, seedless grapes, bro. Yeah. Scientists made that abomination for a reason. Embrace it. This is one of the things you freak out about. Robots and seedless grapes. These are the things that you think are uh, an abortion to science. They're both abominations. But I'm all about seedless grapes and seedless watermelon. I will never touch a robot. If a robot's choking on a seeded grape, I'm letting it choke. What if producer Dave is choking on a robot? Uh, you know what? If they both lose, we all win. I think that's the tagline. I can't believe how many things that tagline works for. Are we getting out of here? <laughs> oh, yeah. So uh, when we're, we're going to be back next week with the last eight tracks of the album OC Mix Volume 2. Are we setting up a thing where OC Mix Volume 3, three episodes? Guys. <laughs> three episodes, <laughs> yes. That. So And there's seven, so that seventh one, we're going to just do a song and a half every episode. Still take the same amount of time. Oh, for sure. People love it. What we can do is do that thing where we learn the song on guitar each episode. Oh. For seven weeks, we're going to be able to play OC Mix 7. And especially if it's we go back and forth. So I learned a song one week. You know, like we can learn a song in two weeks. I think so. Badly enough to play it slowly for this, for these fucking goons. Absolutely. Yeah, we can. Well, that's today's show. We'll be back next week. Uh, thank you. You're welcome for being here, Ryan. No problem. <laughs> I was mostly talking to you. Uh, just you know what? Stay gay. California.
you know. Give me your fucking phone. We could um, spin all this around. Like, set you up there with the table next to you. So you can keep doing that OCD eye look at it. And then have, like, us one, two, three that night. Oh, just like this? Just like that. And then not have the spot space. When I move, you move. Well, it's recording, so that's good. Is the OC Mix 2 on here? Because you had it on your phone. Welcome to the OCDCD, bitches, where we cover CDs about the OC. I thought you were just taking over. <laughs> like, I was taking too long, and you're like, 